Happy birthday, baby. You know, it's so funny. I'm like, I don't care about getting older, but I just don't really, it's not a big deal. Like, People were like, well, what are we doing this weekend? I'm like, I'm doing double duty. Yeah. Like, I haven't even thought about it. I know. Everybody's been born. Well, yeah. You don't need a day to just celebrate been born. It's nice to have a special day and sure. people treat you nice. And I mean, you're not nicer to me no. ever. But I mean, you know, other people. Yeah. And listen, you look fucking great for 56. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast where me, Ellen Marsh, and Joey Taranto recap all of your favorite true crime TV shows. You recap. I'm just here for emotional support. No. (laughs) What is going on? Tell us about your birthday. You've been giving out life advice. I feel like. Wait. What? Let's call my mom. For life advice? Let's call her. Okay, let's do it. I guarantee you she's out doing nonsense. Uh, Let's see if she answers. Hi, mom. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Are you busy? Yeah, I'm in Sam's shopping. <laughs> so this is my birthday. You're on the radio right now. Uh... <laughs> what a fan. <laughs> can you tell me, Mom, what's your best life advice that you can share with me on this, my 43rd birthday? My advice to you would be uh-huh. I try not to have any regrets. Okay. Try not to worry about or to be concerned about my past anymore. Oh, that's a good one. If you live for the past, you'll never produce for the future or for the present. So now my thing is I don't con- get concerned about what I, anything that I regretted. Okay. Just let it go. Okay. And I think positive. Great. The reality is just be a good person. I think that that's great advice, Mom. All right. Well, good luck at Sam's and a happy Mardi Gras, and I love you. I love you too, Joseph. Bye. 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 Mom? Hey. Guess what? It's Joey's birthday. Yeah, I saw your post. He wants to know what your life advice is. What's your life advice for him? I don't know. I guess what I would give to anyone, just be yourself. Be true to yourself, whoever you are. Nobody wants to see that, Mom. That's, no. Change yourself so people like you more. What? (laughs) No. Is Joey listening to this? (gasps) No. No, I would never say change your life. Why would I say that? Did I ever tell you It's me. Jacob Marley, just come back for life advice. Hey, Joey. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. I really do adore you. And I love you. I hope you have a blast today. Enjoy it forever. For today, tomorrow, the next day, whatever. I will. Are you drunk? Are you you kidding? It's it's 1030 in the morning. So you're day drinking. Well, you know what? I've got nothing better to do. You are driving your mama nuts. Leave her alone. If you want more of Joey and I, please join us on the Patreon. And on the Patreon, we have like, I don't know, 100,000. How many episodes have we done? How long have we been doing this podcast? Six and a half years? We have two episodes on the Patreon. Yeah, we have two (laughs) episodes. There is Evil Lives Here, See No Evil, Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Pink Collar Crimes. Snap, Pink Collar Crimes, Fear Thy Neighbor. I almost got away with it. I almost got away with it. Tons of stuff. All you have to do is go to our website, click on the Patreon link, and it takes you straight to the nonsense and we would love you to do it this show is called your worst nightmare and we are covering the episode entitled he seems perfect now when someone suggested your worst nightmare i honestly thought it was going to be 45 minutes of someone asking me questions during a movie (laughs) 
when someone does that, I'm like, I'm watching it with you. I know. I, I am know. also putting it to my eyeballs for the first time, and I, I, I don't know. Do you know that my cousin used to get so mad at me because I would watch a movie. She'd be like, I don't know, Joey. Why don't you go in the TV and ask him? And yeah. I'd be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. What is your worst nightmare? Literally talking to strangers at church. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. If I'm prepared that I'm going into a social situation and I got to be social and talk to people, that's fine. It's not that I don't like people. I do enjoy meeting new people, but... You know, I was forced growing up to talk to people that I didn't want to talk to. So, and I said, when I get older, I'm never going to do this. So, but you are so good at talking to people. I mean, but now, but now you choose to do it. But I just mean, I don't like feeling obligated. I don't like feeling obligated. Like when I get thrusted into a situation that I don't want to be in. Okay, I get it, honey. You don't want to be friends anymore. Okay, you don't need to tap dance (laughs) around it. I can, I can see the point. Up with you. In the fall of 2002, New York's Fashion Institute of Technology is the place to be if you want a career in fashion. And 18-year-old Janae Aragosa is happy to be counted among the current class. It is the fall of 2002 in New York. NYC just got here this morning. Three bucks, two bags, one me. But we're in the fall, and NYC and I have had a rocky relationship. Yes, I understand. But fall in New York. It's breathtaking. That's it. That's the only time, if you are going to visit New York, you come in the fall. It's it's like four days. Well, that's true. But also, let me tell you, the best month of the year, I've, I mean, obviously to probably visit anywhere, but especially New York, September. September. It is stunning. I got married in September, which was also one of my worst nightmares. But that was like, I always was like, autumn. That's Turns out that your worst nightmare ended up being one of my worst nightmares, too. Okay? Because your nightmare became nightmare mine. We share nightmares now. It's just one particular September. <laughs> if you can't tell, we are trying to lighten the mood because this is this is a scary story. It was so exciting to be accepted because there was only 25 students who got in for that major. So everything that I could imagine came true when that happened. We hear about 18-year-old Janae Aragosa, which is actually a great last name, Yeah, who is studying at FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology. And let me tell you, FIT is a prestigious school. Yeah, I mean, if you go to FIT, that's the best connection. Even if you don't learn anything, the connections you make at FIT, and not a lot of people get in. No, it's 25 students a year. Can you imagine... Go off, Janae. That is thrilling. That is really, really amazing. Truly. The layout of this show is really interesting. So it is interesting because it's we have a lot more reenactments than we do interviews, right? With people, you know, you know, the talking heads. It's like a TV show. It really is. And these actors are good. They are. They are giving us like Felicity meets Gossip Girl. Oh my God, I wrote Gossip Girl. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. They have a budget. Let's just say that they have a budget and I almost got away with it. Did not. Absolutely. But the acting is good. They did. I, I thought they made it seem like an episode of Gossip Girl. Yeah. So it's it's like you're watching a fictional story. It's not fictional. Yeah. Take place. It's kind of a cool setup. It is. I mean, but I was really like that. I just wrote down budget. These people got money. They said, throw money at this. You know, we've all been working way too freaking hard. We just need to go out and do something. Get some drinks. I know just the place up in my neighborhood. Cold margaritas, hot guys. You don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) Janae and a couple of students are working on their school projects when they decide it's time for a margarita. And you know, let me tell you, there's always time for a cocktail. Yeah. Where's your favorite margarita in the city? I have mine. Oh, uh, 
were you at Rusty's birthday party at Añejo when all of Kinky Boots went there and Jerry? I love Añejo. Yes, I was. Añejo is my favorite. We're talking pictures of margaritas. The entire cast the next day was so hungover Mm -hmm. for the cast because let me tell you something. Margaritas are delicious, but they are deadly in large quantities. Because it's the sugar. It's the sugar. Yeah. You Even if you put good tequila, if you're in New York, Añejo, best margarita. That is the best margarita for me. Yep. But they go to a place called Nacho Mama's, and they said that it was on the Upper West Side. I've been to Nacho Mama's. Same, so have I. It's in the 120s. Yeah, I was going to say. It's in Morningside Heights. Yeah, I was like, well, I was like, maybe that's Harlem. Yeah. But, like, I love how it's like, you know, there are people who live in Bushwick who are like, I live in Williamsburg East. <laughs> I was like, no, baby, you live in Bushwick, and that's fine. Well, they tried to tell me when I moved into my apartment. They're like, well, technically, you're on the Upper West Side. I was like, babe, I'm in Harlem. I'm in Harlem. I lived and in I Harlem, love too. Harlem. Except I used to make a joke when I first moved to Harlem, because I, I moved there by myself, when people say, oh, where's your new apartment? And I used to say, um, so you know 47th and 8th right there, and there's that, like, bike shop? Uh-huh. So right on the corner, if you stand on that corner of 47th, and you walk 100 blocks north, <laughs> that's my house. <laughs> that's how I used to <laughs> I love it. I also love when New Yorkers are like, oh, I'm in um, Nolita. Yeah. Okay, shut up. Baby. It's, shut up. The, it's it's hilarious. Anyway, anybody in New York loves to make up a proximity. It's in Harlem, and it's great. Nacho Mamas is amazing. But they say they're going to go out for cold margaritas and hot guys. Okay. I like that. I can get on board with that. That's what they say. But then cut to them at Nacho Mamas, and they're drinking beers. Yeah. I was like, where uh, did the... Okay. Yeah, okay. Do you think he's posing for us? He's just really into cleaning that counter. <laughs> I said to my friend, I bet you I can get that bartender's phone number by the end of the night. While they're there, there's like this hot bartender that they all notice, right? And Janae says to her friends, hey, I'll make you guys a deal. I'll buy us another pitcher of beer. And if I come back with that bartender's number... You each have to give me twenty dollars. Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, you're not coming back with that guy's number." I'll okay. Well, uh, I'll give you twenty dollars. Now, question: Does this narrator in this show sound like the narrator from Elf? Oh my god, I didn't clock that. <laughs> it does, right? He sounds like it. It sounds like he's narrating a Christmas movie. It's curious. Hi, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, hope you find your dad. <laughs> Norwals are real. No, they're not. And do you know what a group of Norwals is called? A blessing. What a blessing. It is. I see your wheels turning. A group of Norwals is called a blessing. Okay, well then I'm going to choose to believe you. Google it. I don't want to Google it. I'm going to choose to believe you on my birthday because you wouldn't lie to me on my birthday. I'm not. Okay, well great. Then I believe you. Do you believe me? Sure. Yes, I believe you. Let me just Google Norwal right quick. (laughs) It is in fact real. What is a group of Ellen Marshes? A problem. (laughs) A disturbance. Though they don't say much, there's an instant connection between Janae and the handsome bartender, Trevor Frederick. He was friendly. He was funny. He just seemed like an average guy, really into being a hard worker and just his job. She goes up. There's an instant attraction between her and the bartender. And the bartender's name is Trevor Frederick, which sounds like a fake name, but... It is indeed his name. And Janae says he was friendly and good looking and funny. Just, you know, a hot bartender. We've all had a couple of those. Raise your hand if you've had one of those. I see you. I see I see you in that red shirt. 
in your kitchen. I see you right now. You're raising your hand because you've had a hot, basic bartender. But I've seen some bartenders that look like they've been working there since Jesus walked on water. Yeah. But I was here when Jesus turned this into wine. Yeah. That's how this bar started. <laughs> That's how it started. So Trevor and Janae are flirting. And then he says, well, why don't you come by more often? Give me your number. And then she's like, how about you give me your number? She's like, because I want your number. I definitely want you to lay on top of me. But also, I, I want that money. Yeah, I, got a I want that here. cash. And so she strolls back over to her friends and she's like, pay up, suckers. Look at this guy. Look at this yeah. dude's number. And to be honest, like she was excited because she's like, man, this was a two for one special. I got mm-hmm. a hot guy's number and free money. Yeah. And so they start hanging out a lot. And William Hughes is one of the few talking heads and he's a crime reporter. And he says that how good looking Trevor was. And so one day Janae is like, hey, can we like double date with one of my friends? And he says, I don't know. Yeah. It turns out that, you know, her classmate Becky, who'd become her buddy, had a new boyfriend. And she's like, this would be so fun to double. Like, what's the problem? And it turns out. Trevor was possessive and he yeah. was showing signs of that and was like, I don't I don't really want to share you with anybody. And it's like, so you just want me to come here and sit at the bar while you work. So when you're not making margs and passing out beers, we're, I'm just going to sit here and uh, that's not yeah. very fun. I'm 18. I just moved to the city. I'm in fashion school. What? Yeah. And so somehow Janae gets Trevor to agree and they're hanging out. And you know, those people that are conversation killers. Like people are joking and everyone's having a giggle about something. And then someone says something and they just take the air out of the room. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, Trevor was really good at that Uh because they're all laughing and talking about fashion. And Janae is like, oh, Trevor doesn't, isn't into fashion. And he did not like that. They were just trying to get to know yeah. him and, and crack jokes. And at one point, Becky was like, so what What do you want to do? Like, Which is a fair question. When you're in New York, everyone is here for a reason. Hey, right? how many times have we... I have two jobs this week. Yeah. Everybody in New York has more than yeah. one job. You're it's here normal. In the, the music industry, the theater industry, the fashion industry, nobody comes here to meander. If you do... You picked a, the wrong place to meander. You should be here for a reason. an expensive city yeah. to meander in. So it was a fair question. Yeah, and also if you are a career bartender, that's fine too. But like people, are, they're just asking questions. And so Trevor not only didn't enjoy that, he was plain rude to them. He's just like, no, I'm a, I'm a bartender. Yeah, okay, great. And rather great. than, like, making a joke, you know, making a joke and be like, no, nope, I just sling it. He just, boom, wet blanket. Yeah. And also, it's okay to be like, oh, you know what? I'm doing this now until I figure out if there's something totally, else I totally want to do. Totally, fine response. But, you know, obviously, they touched on some sore spots for him. It was like he wanted to be with me exclusively in that way only, and nobody else could. And that's when... Things started to go wrong. That's when Janae realized, like, oh, he doesn't want me around anyone. Yeah. He does not want to share me with anyone. And that's when things started to take a turn. That's a big red flag. So they go back to Trevor's apartment and he's like, you totally embarrassed me. And she's like, we were... We were having banter. Like, we were just all having a giggle. And then he gets, like, really up in his feelings and gets really aggressive and really heated and kind of, like, in her face. Yeah, and he was like, oh, you you were flirting with dudes. And she's like, are you dead ass right now? Yeah. Like, we were talking. You were there. Why would I flirt with guys in front of you? That doesn't even make 
any sense. And Janae was like, you are being ridiculous. And that's when he grabbed her and like sort of shook her. And she's like, you're you're hurting me. Yeah. And that's when Trevor says, if you ever flirt with another guy, I'll show you what hurts. Are what? I mean, honestly, like, again, beware of people who have nothing to lose. Run in the opposite direction. So she's really uncomfortable and she gets back to school and her friends in a respectful way were like, so that was weird. Yeah. You know, like, because it's, you don't want to brush that under the rug and you want to talk about it, but those things are hard to talk about. And so she kind of thought things might change. I mean, listen, I can also empathize with being like, man, that didn't go well. And I'm embarrassed over what happened because I brought this guy into this situation with my friends and he made us all uncomfortable and trying to be like, this can't be how he really is. Like yeah. this, this must have been an off night. This must have, and, and being like, uh, it can't be like this. And Janae, I mean, she was embarrassed. And so when she told Becky about how Trevor was like physical with her, yeah. like sort of aggressive, that's when Becky was like, yeah, that's not okay. That's, that's not all right. And Janae said, you know, I just think, I just think it was a bad day for him. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're having the best day, the worst day, you may not put your hands on people. Ever. Absolutely not. He tried many times to win me back. Just all those nice, sweet, you know, words that he thought I wanted to hear that would work and that would get him back in my life. There would be a fight and then he would be like, I'm sorry and charm her. But that's the thing. He would he would do the thing. He would show up with the flowers. He would show up with the compliments and win her back. And I'm sorry, baby. It's just because I love you so much. It's the whole song and dance. We've all fallen for it. You know, I've definitely been there. You don't want to believe that you've put energy into someone who is. I mean, a monster. Yeah. And again, now being at a different age, you're not showing up with flowers. You want to prove that you are going to change. You pay my mortgage for three months. <laughs> and then after the three months, and then then you come back. So, good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Does that bought. work with friends, too? I can be bought. Yeah. <laughs> I forgive you. Here's my mortgage bill. Thank you so much for showing up. Okay. Good to then know. Then I know you're serious because I don't need flowers. Flowers die. Thank you. Do you know what lives on? property. There you go. Thank you. All right. And so after like a a particularly bad fight, he came by, knocked on her door and showed up with flowers. And he was like, look, I'm really sorry. I will. I will change. I will get this under wraps. And he just did his thing. He did the thing. And so he's like, can we can we go out tonight and I'll show you. I'll make you forget about this. We'll have a we'll have a really nice night. And she goes, all right. okay. I I all right. This is like basically like the last. But then he one. has a really good date planned, actually. Oh, what's the date? Trivia. Oh, that's right. Trivia He's around like, the corner. I know there's trivia, and I was like, well, that's the way to my heart. Wow. Truly. Competition. Yeah. I mean, let's go. I mean, we love trivia. Anyway, and so she's like, let me just go wash up real quick, and then we can go. Well, she left her laptop open, and that's when Trevor sees an email that was up on her screen. Yeah. Who the hell is calling you sexy? Why are you going through my emails? It was a joke. Andre shared a pic of a fat guy on roller skates on the subway. Andre, huh? Okay, Andre's gonna get his ass kicked. Okay, for the last time, Andre is gay. We have said this a million times. That kind of... Just hearing that happen to someone, that is so upsetting. Going through someone's email is... 
it is such a violation of privacy. Why are you looking at me like that? What? Did, ain't you gone through somebody's email before? Oh, yeah, but he was a son of a bitch, and he was actually cheating. No, I cheating. just kidding. I give oh, yeah, no, shit. no, no. I went through uh, his email. Oh, no. In the words of a very famous musical, she had it coming. Oh, no, absolutely. But Janae did not. No, no, if no, no. If someone no. just arbitrarily was like, let's see. Oh, no, I had cause. Oh, I will, pl- also, I will get an ad in the Times that said, I went through that motherfucker's email, and guess what? I'd do it again. <laughs> also, thank God you did, because- yeah. It, it, it served you later on. There's some proverb that says that calm is the best revenge. And I'm like, no, bitch, revenge is the best revenge. Okay? <laughs> I hope you stub your toe every morning when you wake up for the rest of your life. Fuck calm. Wow. On an ottoman made of nails. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. If somebody is keeping their laptop up with emails up, they're not hiding anything. They're yeah. not hiding anything at all. But here's the gag. The email that he was mad about was her and a bunch of friends like on a group email laughing at a meme and the guy who said okay sexy she was like he's gay yeah that'd be like like you what and she's she's, like well well, right because she walks in and he's like who who's calling you sexy what are you doing she's like literally this guy is a pickle kisser yeah i we're in school together like it's not that serious and that's when janae was like this is never going to end. Yeah, this is it. I remember, let me tell you something. My ex from many years ago, not not this last one, he was as sweet as pie. But the one before that, I think that he had some untreated mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Fine, right? But like he would fly off the handle at shit that I didn't, and I couldn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And I had a terrible day. I had a terrible day. I was so broke. I had to walk to his house from Hell's Kitchen and he lived in Soho. And it was terrible. I walk in the door he said, oh, there's leftover lasagna. Just heat it up. And he said, just put it in. a." I thought he said, put it in a saucepan and put it in the oven. And I was like, put a saucepan in the oven? And he slammed his hand on the table and said, I'm sending time-sensitive emails. I don't have time to explain to you how to fucking cook, Joey. And in above the sink was a, a window. And I remember looking in the window, seeing my reflection, and saying out loud, this is never going to change. And it had been almost six years at that point. And I didn't say a word to him. I grabbed my coat, my keys, my wallet. I left, and I only saw him once after that to go get my stuff. Because I was just like, this is going, to, this is never going to end. Mm-hmm. And it was the same with Trevor. Trevor was like, that man was not going to change. Yeah. Not unless he got serious help. And Janae was like, I'm 18. Right. I'm, I'm living in the city. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to start my life, my career. And so she's like, you know what? I'm Enough. You, you have to go. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened. I mean, it's okay. I learned from it, though. Yeah, you did. I just started feeling like this has got to end. I can't put put up with this. You know what? No. I'm sick of this. Get out. What? No, I'm not leaving. Get out. Get out! (laughs) He's like, I'm not leaving. And then he slaps her. Yep. Ooh. And so she leaves the apartment. Because he won't leave. She's like, fine. What other choice does does she have? Behind every badass bitch is a sweet woman who just had a fucking nuff. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't blame her for trying. You know, she tried. She tried. And he fucking won't leave. And that's scary. That is scary. If you say leave and someone says no, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. If you're a woman, you're bound to be smaller and if I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking scary. Of so course, she's like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. So, she's like, enjoy my apartment. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I will say kudos to her because she was like, this 
I need to go to the police. Yeah. So the next day she does. She goes to get an order of protection. And I don't know. Every time I see this on a show, I'm like, while that might seem helpful and it seems like a really good idea to get an order of protection, the whole idea of a restraining order relies on the assumption that that person will be scared of the consequences if they break that order of protection. Well, right. And they say, like, really, the only time it actually is put to work is when it's broken. Yeah, which is fucked up. It is very fucked up. Because usually that's when it's too fucking late. Of course. And here's the thing. He knows where she lives. He knows where she goes to school. He knows her routine. She is very vulnerable. So the cops were like, cool, change your locks. And I'm like, again, it's like what we talked about on that stalked episode. It's like it's putting the responsibility of staying safe on the victim. And also assuming they have the resources to do that. Changing your locks can be expensive. Hell yes. And if they're like, you need to move, do you know, first, last, and security deposit? Come on, man. Nobody's got like, that's $10,000. And the other thing is, is that Janae had moved to the city. You know, she's excited. She doesn't want to have to tell her family, like, yeah, I know I just got here and I have a stalker now. She was too embarrassed. I understand that feeling. I understand the shame. And so she didn't tell her family about what was happening. She just was hoping that it would go away. And the same, and simultaneously, she felt trapped. So you're into fedoras now. Brittany is totally going to bring the fedora back. <laughs> Jason Rez already has. Oh, my God. What? It was Trevor. Where? Let's just go. It it was definitely Trevor. Come on. They're at school one day and they're talking about fedoras, you know, like like, one does like like you normally do. And outside of her class, as they're talking about hat accessories, she sees Trevor. Yeah. I went, oh, when I was watching the show and they just panned to this guy outside the window. The idea, I think we talked about this before. The idea of someone watching you, you know, when you're trying to find someone on the street. Even that's creepy. It's like, oh my God, you see me and I don't see you. I know, it is weird. It's so weird. I mean, there are literally three people who have my location. You, Nick, and Charlie. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how Charlie and I ended up. But like, even that alone sometimes is weird for me, you Mm -hmm. know? But the biggest violation, and it's where I understand that as a six foot man walking down the street in New York City, people don't fuck with me. Yeah. But I know that even when I say no, and someone does not respect my no, it is infuriating and the quickest way to probably get untherapized Joey to come right to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think about women, someone like you, my best friend who's like my sister who is, what, Mm 5'4"? I think so. Uh, And like walking around and saying no and some asshole man being like, no, I'm going to plow right through that no and do what I... I can only empathize. It's terrible. You know what's so funny? I'm kind of like a chihuahua because I forget how little I am. I Seriously, I really do. I forget how... Because I think I'm tough, right? I think I'm tough as nails. I'm like, I don't care. Like, But the truth of the matter is, I know I'm weensy and somebody can... Grab me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I don't, I am. I'm like a chihuahua. You know when a chihuahua goes up to a German shepherd, German shepherd's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think about that. I know. I think I'm I know in- you my you are my little chihuahua. I love you all feisty. <laughs> Three pounds wet. Yeah. I adjust. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, Janae is like, cool, well, I have this piece of paper here. What am I going to do? Wave it and give you a series of paper cuts or something? Yeah. And then Janae comes home one night, and she plays her voicemails on her answering machines. You know, back in the day, children. Yep. We didn't have cell phones, and you left the house, and no one could reach you till you came back to your house. And when you got home, you'd check, you hit the button on this little genie machine, and the machine would talk to you, and if you missed anything while you were gone, you didn't know till you got home. Janae, I know you're there. Pick up, Janae. You're gonna pay for what you've done. You cannot hide from me. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I'm gonna kill you! It was terrible. He was singing in some scary voice that sounded like from the movie Scream. My reaction to that message was, you're gonna need this. Trevor was getting desperate real fast and he was leaving her threatening messages. And then it got to the point where he was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna kill you, he was saying. Now my question is, Can you go to jail for making that threat? Terroristic threats, yes. I mean, also, this is 2003, so things might have been different then. But, you know, also, just even through social media now, it is so easy to track someone down. Yep. It is very easy to track someone down if you're not not careful. But Janae was smart because she was like, I don't know what in me is telling me this. Uh, Your gut and your instinct. Thank you. But she was like, I feel like I'm going to need this. Yeah, I mean, he was basically saying, if I can't have you... No one can. Which is terrifying to know that in her heart and in her gut, she understood what he was capable of. And that scared the shit out of her. And thank goodness she saved those messages. Well, it only escalated from there because he tried to break into her apartment. Now, let me tell y'all something for those of you who don't live in New York City. If you don't have a doorman... It is quite easy to get into people's apartment buildings. Mm. You just go up and you ring every doorbell. It sounds like this. what it sounds like (laughs) until somebody's like jesus christ buzz him in i had to tell nick stop buzzing people into your apartment babe just because they're ringing don't he's like but they'll keep buzzing i'm like rule number one do not buzz anybody into your building yeah and that's the thing like you know he was getting in her building banging on the door and when that didn't work he was trying to climb up her fifth floor fire escape and break into her bedroom window that way that is crazy even just but to be clear even those messages with the restraining order, were enough to get him arrested. Right. But he's not going to get arrested unless she calls the cops. And the the talking heads even were like, and then he'd go to jail for a couple more days and he would just come out even more angry. That is terrifying. This is what I'm talking about. Women are not protected. They're just not protected. No, and you know, she also says, I wish I would have known about the resources that are out there in New York City for women who are in this situation because I didn't know I had options. And I mean, we're obviously, we're not blaming her. How was she supposed to know? She's 18 years old. Yep. I was constantly in fear. Constantly like, what what is gonna happen to me next? Hey, Janae, are you ready to call it a day? (laughs) I'd much rather be here working than at home worrying about Trevor. (gasps) Then don't work, let's go out. He won't stop stalking her. She's absolutely paralyzed with fear. And in class one day, her friends are like, babe, you need a night. We're going to take you out. She's like, I don't want to go out. They're like, no, we are taking you out. We're not taking no for an answer. Let's go. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm afraid to go home. Well, she says, I have the perfect place. And I was like, is it a gay bar? Because a gay bar is the perfect. Honey, just go to a gay bar and get a good vibrator. 
That's it. You heard it here. That is your book. That's that, it. That's your book. Honey, go to is, a gay bar and get a good vibrator. That's it, because you're going to have fun at a gay bar. Because you know what I hate? Let me tell you what I hate. What? I hate being offered a free drink. Do you really? Yep. I hate it. Is that like considered, what, what do you consider that Because gesture? then I have, I have a, an internal obligation to speak to that person. I know I don't, but I do. But I do it anyway. Yeah, And then I, I entertain it because I am a stupid, I know, because I'm a people pleaser. So I, I got my drinks. I got my drinks. I don't want you to buy me. I hate it. Cause, I understand. I mean, unless, you know, I want to go in the handicapped bathroom and you give me a reach around. Do you know what I mean? What happened? To get a reach around. Mm. What does that even mean for you as a woman? You need to use your imagination, my friend. It <laughs> I happens. just never heard of a woman getting a reach around. I'm not going to say I'm going to go get finger in the bathroom. So I was trying to use a little bit more colorful language. Wow. You know, Ellen. You need, you need to learn. You need to be. A, you need to be. <laughs> there was a guy that started talking to me. He was Italian. His personality was like very friendly and open. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that, that'd be great. What's your name? I'm um, what? Your name. I'm Janae. I'm I'm Anthony. So anyway, they go out, right? They take her out and they're having a good time. And then this guy comes up to her and he says, Hey, I think you're really cute. Can I buy you a drink? And she was like, Well, I'm I'm just here with my friend, and her friend is like, Go! Yeah. <laughs> well, that I'm that I'm like, you are not a DB. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, honey, I called you. I'm just returning your call. I didn't call you. <laughs> I didn't fucking call I you. Need, I need a new best friend. <laughs> also, they get there and the non-DBs are like, let's order shots. <laughs> when have shots ever been a good idea? You get, I will take one shot in the evening of tequila and call it a day. Yeah, just like it's never, it's never a good idea. But that man's name was Anthony and it turns out they did have a drink that night and it turns out he was a really nice guy he was a really nice guy so they have they have a fun night at the club and Monday rolls around and Janae walks into her apartment and Trevor is in the lobby. I, I can't with this part of you the know, story. You know, this is truly, truly terrifying. And I just am like, It's just a violation. Why? First of all, don't you have a job? Motormouth Mabel, if it was here, she'd say, oh, Papa Tootie, we, we got, got a loony. loony. Because the truth is, is that I cannot imagine how powerless she must have felt to walk into her own home. When you can't feel safe at home, that yeah. is horrible. And she walks in. And, it gets worse. It gets worse. Oh, it gets worse because... She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And how did you get in? And he goes, I live here now. My teeny tiny brain, I was like, what? I, but again, it's like in my head, I'm like, to what end? What are you doing? Well, he doesn't know what he's doing. This man is not well. And so she's like, are you fucking joking me? And he says to her, wait till I get you alone one day. Just you fucking wait. And so obviously she goes to... The manager of the building is like, listen, I have an order of protection. This guy is stalking me. They kick him out only for him to find someone else to rent him a room in her building. So she is dealing with yeah. one thing after another. And this is all in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I'm going to call 911. He's like, cool, but I'll come back and I'll find you. Oh, my goodness. That is absolutely terrifying. It's you. Come in. <laughs> hey. Uh, did I scare you? No, I just wasn't expecting you till nine. Oh, 
Uh, I got you this. It's November 6, 2003, and one day she's home, and she hears a noise, and she's freaked out. Turns out it was actually that guy, Anthony, that she had met at the club, but she has such PTSD that every little thing makes her jump, poor thing. I mean, how could it not? And so he's just a little bit early, and the plan was to go hang out. And so he was like, listen, I came all the way down from Yonkers, you know, and so, you know, and that's, a, that's far away on by, by train. So he's like, listen, I, you know, I, I have my bag with me because it's a long train ride. Do you mind if I just keep my bag here? We can go out and I'll swing by and get it afterwards. She says, sure. So they go out and they play pool. And I'm thinking of fat black pussycat. Do you know that in West Village? Oh, yeah. But I love it because it is the most New York thing. Yeah. You just, you're in a basement playing pool while there's this incredible jazz band playing. Yeah. I love it. But they were up on Amsterdam. Yeah. And she hits a ball and she sees a figure in the distance sitting at a table with a hood on staring at her. I, I don't have to tell you who it is. But... Anthony is over talking on the phone. Turns out he has a little bit of an ex with an issue. He's like, stop calling me. So Janae is like, actually, funny story. We can connect on this. I also have a crazy ex. And he's just like, wait, what? So they share each other's experiences. And he says to her, which is probably what she needed to hear so bad, is he's like, look, I get it. I understand. You're safe with me. You're safe. And she... She felt relief in that moment. And so they're having a good time. And she's like, look, I, I've got class early in the morning. We they, should... they, they do some necking. They do a little necking. They do a little necking. I want a little necking. A little necking. Necking and pecking. My butthole you'll be wrecking. No, Joey. Is that not how that Joey, song goes? Joey, that's not how the song goes. And that, honestly, you skipped a lot of steps. <laughs> well, so he does go back to her apartment. He grabs his bag. And she's like, listen, I, I'd love to keep necking with you. But you really do need to go. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Well, let's plan our next date. Can I can I take you out? And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. So cute. So she's having this moment of like, you know what? Maybe there are nice guys yeah. out there. And there are guys that I can just relax with. And Which not- is so sweet. I just have never found them. I'm sorry. Well, poor Janae. This moment was very short-lived. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll call you. Uh, maybe we can get together next week. We were just talking and he was getting his stuff and we were talking about meeting again. Are uh, they having one of those concerts in the park? Uh, Wednesday, I think. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with my girl, man? Hey. Trevor busts through the door. I gotta tell you, watching this, again, all of these actors are kind of nailing it. I jumped. I did too. Because they were they like... They filmed this like a scary movie. They did, yes. They I didn't really think of that, did. about that. But they were like talking back and forth and then... Boom! And it actually made me jump yeah. because he in what it wasn't like a jiggling the door. It was like a kick and bust through the door. Yeah, and the thing is, is that Janae thought when she saw him at the pool hall, she's thinking like, I, I, I gotta be seeing stuff. I've gotta be paranoid. Yeah. No, he was stalking them. Yeah. And so his rage was out of control now. You know, his worst nightmare has come true, which is that she is on a date with another guy. So he breaks down the door. And he's screaming at Anthony. And she's screaming at him, please stop, please stop. And Anthony's like, we're just friends. Well, he, and this is what he's, he's trying to de-escalate yeah. the situation. And she's like, that's it, I'm calling 911. And she tries to call 911, and he knocks the phone out of her hand. And she shoves him and says, get out of my apartment. And that's when she thought that she was punched and knocked to the ground. Mm-hmm. But it turns out mm. he didn't punch her. Yeah. He stabbed her. 
he stabbed her in the neck, injuring her spinal cord. It hit her spinal cord. I know. It's, it is so tragic. She falls to the ground, and she says, I remember just being like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, oh my God. This is it. And that's when she watches Trevor basically lunge toward Anthony. Because then Trevor says to Anthony, look what you made me do to the woman I love. Yep. Oh, that is 10 shades of crazy. It's like, what? The last thing I saw before I passed out was Trevor take a step in Anthony's direction. So he turns all of the rage to Anthony and he stabs him and Anthony kind of falls onto the fire escape or he's trying to escape. He's like, I don't know, you know, what what happens. This is absolutely crazy. And and truly, it is a testament to Trevor's state of mind because I think he was so triggered with his rage, but also the shame of what he had done to Janae and Sadly, he pushed Anthony over the fire escape and Anthony fell five flights to the pavement. And so Janae is bleeding on the floor and thank God down bitch neighbor heard the commotion and ran in. I mean, there are people, listen, you make a choice when you hear something like that to yep. jump in or to, ca- not. or to not or to call the cops. And down bitch neighbor Susan ran in and Janae can't move. Janae is on the floor and Susan says, I don't know where she mustered up the politeness to say, can you please leave? I'm sure she was so nervous or was trying, again, to de-escalate. Well, I don't think Susan realized all that had happened. Trevor wasn't in the room. So when she came in, then all of a sudden Trevor was in the room, and she's like, you seem to be upsetting her. Yeah. You should go. She doesn't know. Yeah, she has no idea what's happening. She just knows there's a commotion, because she heard stuff, the fighting, whatever, and she ran in there like a down bitch and ran to Janae's side. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And she calls 911. Yeah, and Janae had lost a ton of blood, and... She is paralyzed. She yeah. cannot move. She cannot feel her legs. Yeah. That is so fucking scary. It is terrifying. And so the ambulance show up. The police show up. And they're trying to put her into the ambulance. What? Ambulance? What did I say? That's what you said. The ambulance. Am I saying it wrong? It's just an ambulance. Oh, I, ambulance. It's probably a regional thing. It's just how we say Where it in New Orleans. Where are you from? What are we going to do now on my birthday? <laughs> Can I just have an ambulance? Ambulance. ambulance. What do you say? Ambulance. Ambulance. Okay. Well, the ambulance dispatch. So weird. It's all. Everybody has their thing. Colloquialisms. We all got them. And so, as they're loading her in, she says to the paramedic, and she can barely speak. She's like, she sees Trevor mm. across the street, and he's just staring into space. He's a zombie. Yeah. And so she's like, that's the guy who did this to me. Yeah. And so, thank God, the paramedics are like. Uh, police, that's him. Go get him. And they arrest him. He doesn't even put up a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was stunned. Uh, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, he was a zombie. He didn't run. Yeah. He had the opportunity to run, right? When they were going in and, yeah. and he just was kind of standing there. I'm sure he didn't realize what he was capable of or did, I, I don't know. I mean, he came with a knife. Well, that man Something was, was about yeah, to go down. That man was in the middle of a mental break, yeah. fully, a full mental break. And so they arrest him. And I mean, y'all. Janae is fighting for her life, Mm -hmm. fighting for her life. 
And she's in the hospital for a week. She keeps asking every day, what about Anthony? Well, what about Anthony? Well, the police didn't even realize what had happened to Anthony until they arrested Trevor and they're, they're you know, going around the building and they see, mm-hmm. they find Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony had died instantly from the fall. Yeah, he died of blunt force trauma. And I actually didn't understand this because while she was recovering, they were like, okay, we know you just suffered a horrible attack after being stalked and after all this trauma, but also that guy Anthony passed. I don't know. Part of me was like, can you, can you wait? I don't know. I don't know. I know. It's hard. She was asking every single day for a week and they're like, how do we handle this? How do we handle this? Do you think it didn't seem like that to me? It seemed like I didn't, I didn't get that she was really asking. I don't know. She said, I asked every single day and no one would answer me until finally a social worker came in and said, "Okay, I have to tell you. I don't know why I felt that was insensitive. Maybe I'm misreading. Well, I I mean, insensitive for her, like because she had to get over her own trauma and PTSD. You mean insensitive for them to tell her? Yeah. I I mean, I think uh, I think she was going to find out eventually. And the truth is, is that when she did find out, it was exactly probably the reasons why they kept it from her was because she's like, I did this. Yeah. This is my fault. She I brought him into this. Riddled with guilt. Yeah. And then the whole feeling of, oh my God, what did I do? You feel like you're the one that killed him. Like it's your literal fault. I was suicidal over it. Um, a year later, I tried to kill myself. Janae is here. And, you know, she tells us that After all of that and everything that happened and the guilt and the PTSD, she tried to die by suicide. Yeah. And thank goodness her dad saved her. But also, it is so much. Imagine grappling with the fact that you've been stalked. You haven't been able to do anything without looking over your shoulder for a while now. A guy that you meet, there's the possibility of love, the guilt of losing him, probably the shame surrounding the fact that you gave time to this man. Mm-hmm. But how is she to know? All of those things swirling, that would put anyone in a very delicate mental state and also grappling with the idea that she may never walk again. And she's only 18. 18. On April 11, 2005, Trevor Frederick is sentenced to 30 years for the attack on Janae Aragosa. He receives an additional 15 years for the murder of Anthony Mandato. For what he did to a young man and an innocent young lady, he should never see his natural life again outside of bars. And the judge said he will make sure that he never does. They're not going to let him out. But here's what's confusing. So Trevor Frederick... It is found guilty, obviously. Yeah. He's sentenced to 30 years for the attack on Janae and 15 for the murder of Anthony. Yeah. I'm, In the state of New York? Well, I'm going to guess that either he had no priors and that also there were more counts for what he did, like attempted murder, also stalking, also the breaking and entering. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna assume that he just got more time tacked on for her because there were more charges, whereas he was just charged with the one. Although 15 years for that, a murder is... I mean, that's in the state of New York. Hold on. But the judge said he will never leave this prison, period. I don't know. I don't know why. Because it wasn't manslaughter. He was convicted... Of murder. I have no idea. I mean, it does seem backwards, but either way, the judge ensured that he would never have freedom again. 
For Janae Aragosa, the road to recovery has been a long one. The doctors were saying that I probably wouldn't walk again. My mom stopped everything. She left her job. She became my caretaker full-time. She gave me some kind of belief that nobody else could. And that, that love and that energy is why I'm here today. So Janae's mom quit her job to be her full-time caretaker because she was rendered paralyzed after that attack. And by some miracle, if you believe in miracles, she was able to walk eight months later with with enough physical therapy and everything. Well, she said, my mom saved my life because I wouldn't have had the will or the wherewithal. There's no way I could have done it without my mom. And Janae is committed, you know, to... Talking about domestic violence, non-spousal domestic violence. You don't have to be married to be a victim of domestic abuse. And she just really, really wanted to make a difference in the world. And thank God she survived. I loved, you know, seeing her and the loss of Anthony and that survivor's guilt. I mean, that is something that just must run so deep. Oh, absolutely. And 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 it's something that you absolutely need help to get yeah. through. I'm so glad that, and I'm assume she did, and I, I'm so glad she had her mom yeah. there. But here's what I want to say. We all take calculated risks every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day with, when we leave our apartment, where we go, what we're doing with our friends, with love, with all, jobs. We take calculated risks every day. And the people who love you, they see you. They want the best for you. I don't believe that the people who I know that I can come to you and say, Ellen, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. I need help. And you're not even going to bat an eye at helping me. You're not going the judgment wouldn't even occur to you. And that if you are in a situation that seems impossible, it's not impossible. Mm. There is a helping hand if you reach out for it. There's no shame in taking risks. We, we, we all have to do it. It's mm-hmm. part of life. And if you need help, and I want to say I am not victim blaming. I completely understand why Janae felt the way she did. I just want to say that there is help out there for you. There are resources. There are people who love you and want the best for you and want you to have um, a beautiful life. You deserve that. You shouldn't have to live in fear. I mean, you shouldn't have to live in fear, period. And so I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you're in an impossible situation and the thing that's keeping you from asking for help is shame, don't let that keep you from having Mm -hmm. the life you deserve. Yep. Thanks, Joey. Also, um, it takes balls to be a woman, you know? It sure does. It really does. Say something funny. After this episode, I don't know that I have anything funny to say. I'm very glad that Janae had her mom. Mm -hmm. And it's... I'm just going to say this. Hey, mom, we just we just had. No, 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 you're good. I just wanted to tell you, we kind of had like a sad episode. And I just wanted to tell you, though, um, I love you. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Wow, wow, wow. I think not. Not me trying to get a heartfelt moment out of my mother. She's like, all right. I mean, that was was the perfect funny moment. Oh, we do. uh, We do love you, our down bitches. And uh, this is a really, really well-made TV show, I got to say. It is. Thank you for spending your birthday. It is his actual birthday today. And he is in the studio enjoying our time with our down bitches. Um... 
really we just we just have to get ahead on episodes. That's really that's really really why we're here. But we love you so much. Please please follow us on social media on all the platforms on I Think Not Pod. We're making TikToks for you. Yeah, if you're missing out on our TikToks, what? Come on, we, come on, let us make you laugh. And thank you. We love it when you share our stuff on Instagram and you tag us. That just means that you like us and you want everybody in your life to know about us. And we really appreciate that. That goes a long way. We do. And you can find us on I Think Not Pod. You can find Joey at It's Joey Taranto. And you can find me at Ellen Marsh. Please always tag us. We love to see you. We love connecting with you. And don't forget to join the Facebook. And here's the last thing I want to say about my birthday is that I know, I, I thought about this this morning when I first woke up and I sat on the sofa drinking a coffee and I was like, I have a lot to be grateful for. And one of the things I'm grateful for is that I have a job that I love yeah. with one of my best friends who I love with a community that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. It, it's just been a blessing. And we so really are lucky. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I mean that from my heart. And uh, when you call your mom on your radio show, make sure she's going to say I love you without a second thought. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Joey. We oh, yeah, love you. you. I love you too. I love you all, DBs. We love you, DBs. Bye. Bye. I just wanted to tell you I love you. That's it. Okay. It's not a trick, Mom. Okay. Just say I love you she back. She didn't even like you. She didn't even remember the day you were born. She's like, I don't remember that day. He just I fell out going, of my vajazzle. I was going for a heartfelt moment, and you done ruined it, yeah. Mom. You always tricking me, okay? And I'm not good at this kind of stuff, but hallelujah. Okay, hallelujah, I love you, Mom. Hallelujah, what's it to you? <laughs> Life advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Don't say anything about butt stuff, because I know that's what you're going to say. I wasn't going to say Oh, that. you weren't? Okay, do, also, you're, I put you to the microphone, so don't tell him that um, you don't approve of his life choices either. Don't say that, because he'll hear it. Why would I say that? I would never say You said that to me the other day. You said, I hate gay people, but I'll hire them to rearrange my furniture. You said that. Ellen, are you, is this a joke? Am I on ice? Somebody's listening to me? No. I would never say that. I would never put you on blast like that. You would. <laughs> You don't even know me. They use turpentine in their margaritas. <laughs> that shit will that is n- <laughs> shoot through you. Yeah. Like uh, Space what, Mountain in ca- your butthole. Casa Amigos, it is not. Okay? <laughs> They're giving you some Don Juan, your yeah. money's gone, up in your bunghole. Honestly, you skipped a lot of steps. <laughs> there's, there's... Not the gay there's, world. <laughs> there's tune in Tokyo with the boobies. And there's a little boop-boop, little boop-boop, little ah uh, uh. You know what I mean? You don't go kissing the butt stuff. Some people. In the gay world, you do. (laughs) 